Long time no see, but it has been worth the wait as we give you some transfer portal updates around the ACC. A lot of people are finding new homes, some within the conference, some taking their talents elsewhere, as well as some military bowl and holiday bowl updates. Duke and North Carolina are set to take on some really good teams in UCF and Oregon, but will it be enough? Do they have the squad, especially in North Carolina, to do the damn thing? Let's talk about it on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thanks so much for joining us today. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, and you could also subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is always a good time. Kenton Gibbs here of Locked on Wolfpack joins the show each and every day just about to talk about things going on around the conference. Kenton, how are we feeling? How was your Christmas? You know, it was a it was a great Christmas. I went back home. Uh, home for me is Detroit, and it was a, a great time being with family, seeing old friends, all that good stuff. It was a great time. Also, ran into one of my favorite rappers, so it, it was, that was great as well. Shout out to Baby John. <laughs> I was gonna say you're gonna tell people who your favorite rapper is. That's cool. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. He's he's, he's right up there in the top five. Top five. Yeah. <laughs> No doubt about it. Well, we've got a good show here for you. We've got some transfer portal updated news. We used to be the quarterback conference, but now it seems that all of our quarterbacks damn near are finding new homes. So we're going to talk about that today, as well as some other key positions for our schools and where they're going. We also got the military bowl and the holiday bowl to go over as both teams will play on December 28th. That would be the Wednesday. Now let's talk about transfer portal in case you missed it. So let's start with the season, right? We normally have been a hardcore quarterback league. We've been known for having some really talented quarterbacks. We've been known for really just being where everyone, you got to you know, have a shootout. You got to have a strong sound defense. You know, you have to make sure you play top tier every time you hit the, hit the field because we have so many good quarterbacks. And yet this season felt like just a real lull. There was a lot of hype around it, and it just felt like a real drag in quarterback performance. What would you say? I agree. I was just about to say when you said we're known as a quarterback conference, I'm like, known or were known? Because uh, last year our quarterback play was, uh, I don't know, we were looking a little shaky on this side. Yeah. It was, it was a little dicey for sure. But we know that, you know, sometimes in this day and age where transfer portal is a dime a dozen, you've got to find a new home and go elsewhere. So let's start with the main quarterback, who to me was the most talked about throughout the season, DJ, DJ Uyunglele, DJU, sometimes we call him here. Clemson, they just, they held on for as long as they could. But then Cade started to show himself a little flashes, a couple games throughout the season, Syracuse game. He brought them back. And, you know, they also looked at the ACC championship game to where it was pretty much all Cade after, you know, two series and DJ had to find a new home. It was pretty much all all said, all said and done from that point. He is now going to Oregon State, which a lot of people were interested because his brother is actually going to Oregon. I would say Oregon State is probably good for him. He's a West Coast guy. He can be back closer to family. He can do all the things. He can, you know, be a part of a team that can have some success, but maybe not as, you know, highlighted as prevalently prevalently as Clemson. 
You know, I, I think that DJ needed to change the scenery, but also um, there is, I'll, I'll say this, a lot of people don't like this take, but there's a very serious reality about, um, or there's a very serious question rather about is, are the quarterbacks who have, who have come out of Clemson really great because they came out of Clemson and Clemson developed them? Or are they great just because like they were that when they got there and it took very minimal development because DJ, it seemed like all the physical tools were there. There just wasn't certain parts of, of his game that were developed and worked on. Like his footwork is, is something that from day one till uh, the ACC championship game, it never quite caught up. And that could be on him. That could be on him. It could very well be that he's he was the problem there, but it, it just wasn't wasn't uh, developed in a, a meaningful way. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what goes on with him at Oregon State and you know how uh, K Clubnick turns out. But there there is the question to be asked there. Yeah, I also think that we'll see whether the progress is real or true to your statements and how Cade does when he's at Clemson. Is he God-given talent? Like, it's cool to see it now when there's not much film on him and guys are still learning, you know, his attributes and all the things. But once he starts really getting the thick of the season, will fans, will coaches in the system stay true to him or will they ditch him? Kind of like I felt they did DJ personally. I felt like they gave up on, on Buddy, which is fine. Listen, you have a certain standard, but... It just it, it felt a little icier than what we were probably used to seeing out of the Clemson Tigers. Next quarterback, who arguably, I just don't think he should ever be a starter, but you know, do your damn thing. Keaton Slovis, he's heading to BYU after a very brief stint at Pitt. We even had him taken out many a times <laughs> during the season. But Phil Jerkovic, former Boston College quarterback, will be at the helm in Pittsburgh but Keaton just you know go be great go be great somewhere else this is what his third school yes it's his third school he started off at USC went to Pitt now he's headed to BYU and let me just say this okay I believe there are upwards of 130 FBS uh teams okay 130 Mm -hmm. Keaton Slovis there's 131 currently according to Google 131 with that being said there's somewhere for a lot of quarterbacks to start. That's at least 131 starting positions. I think Keaton Slovis is one of the best 130. I think that. I think that we can we can say that he is probably one of the best 130. One I mean, okay, like 127. Well, really, 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 it's not even best 130, it's more like 150. Because when you really break it down, when you really break down the numbers, there's a few schools with guys who could be starting elsewhere, sitting behind somebody else because they're like, All right, I gotta sit for a year and then I'm gonna take over Alabama, or I'm gonna sit for a year and I'm gonna take over Oregon, or whatever the case may be. Um, you so know, he's like Jordan. 147. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Probably. I think he he is on track to being a great uh, enterprise associate. You know what I'm saying? Like he's on his you way. Know, team MVP for BYU will look great on his team. <laughs> It'll look great on 100%, his. Hundred percent. A hundred percent. Other best of luck to Mr. Slovis. Best of luck. A thousand percent. Next quarterback we want to go over here, who was the ACC preseason player of the year. He was supposed to do all the things, take this NC State team to a higher level. Injury, you know, held him back. Devin Leary is taking his talent from NC State to Kentucky, which we look at, you know, of my Levis, is it Levis? Mr. Will Levis. Mm-hmm. Will Levis, who is now taking his talents to the league, allegedly. I think he's going to be a great backup. 
um, Devin Leary, you know, maybe found someone, found, we'll find something in Lexington that'll help him truly turn things around and end on a brighter note. I thought his name was pronounced Levi's until somebody corrected me. <laughs> Anywho, um, Devin Leary going to Kentucky. I think that this is a, a best case scenario for all parties involved, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, MJ Moore showed a lot of promise, showed a lot of things that that got people in Raleigh excited and, and going in the absence of Devin Leary. And then the quarterback carousel that we have rotating and whatnot. And with that being said, I think that there is a very serious, uh, there needs to be a very serious examination of, you know, this is moments like this is the benefit of the portal, right? A situation where it doesn't necessarily make sense for a player to come back and be under a new offensive coordinator and have a situation where he's going back to the team where two of the last three years he got injured and didn't miss half of the season or more. Uh, He wants something new, something fresh, and he deserves to go get it right. Nobody at NC state is mad at him or hating on him or saying that there's, you know, something wrong with him or his character. He's made a glad. It's simply this is best for all parties. And as far yeah. as his fit at Kentucky, I, I definitely think that there's a fit there because I think that he'll be the best quarterback that Kentucky has had in, uh, I, I'd probably say, a very, very long time, at least the last decade that I can remember. So, yeah. And I also think it'll be good for him to get that SEC competition, especially when it comes to draft conversations and, you know, whether or not he gets picked up. I think it's an awesome opportunity for him. And I think it's good for NC State to move on. Like, you know, they did the thing. They gave him the shots. Now they can really build up MJ and hopefully get that thing rolling. But I love how I was on the radio the other day in North Carolina. Now we just kindly skip over the Chambers era. Like we really just we just we just don't even mention it. Jack Chambers. Like we just it is, it's a blip. Yeah. It was not an error. It was an error. <laughs> the understand? No disrespect to the neighbors. No disrespect. He came in and won. He did what needed to be done with his legs. Yeah. He came in and did what needed to be done in another game. But that was not an error. That was an error. Yes. With all due respect to Mr. Chambers, it it was. I mean, he couldn't hit the side of a super Walmart from the parking lot. You can't. You can't play an ACC with that ball, baby. You can't do. It. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small businesses. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs is right there for you. I'm telling you, you got to check out the candidates. Don't sleep on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions do apply. Rocking and rolling, talking about transfer portal updates while you were on holiday break. I'm sure you missed some of these bad boys. But next quarterback we want to touch on here, Jeff Sims, our Georgia Tech, you know, phenom. He could be. He has all the potential in the world to be great. Just needs a new set change of pace. And we're thinking that Lincoln, Nebraska might be it with Matt Rule as he becomes a new Nebraska Cornhuskers QB1. I'm still down laughing at the idea that he wasn't actually hurt going into that game against Georgia. He just decided, hey, man, we gonna, we might get our heads beat in, but it's all right. And he said, y'all going to get y'all I think it was pretty clear how him and Brent Key didn't really see eye to eye on injury, on wanting to be there. And it's just with Key getting the nod to be the new head coach. It just didn't make sense for him right. to try and stick around. Right. And and, and let me 100% honor that I, that is a joke. I do not actually believe 
that he was healthy and didn't want to play. It is a joke. So I don't want to get started. You know, I, I know the fans on this show like to jump me. They like to, they like to, you know, catch me outside. And they, they, they always say, come outside. We're not going to jump you. Then as soon as I walk outside, it's about five fists coming at me. But with that being said, um, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how this plays out because Nebraska is in what I would consider one of the worst divisions in all of the power five. Um, the big 10 West definitely would give the Atlant- uh, the coastal a run for its money in terms of like who's worse pound for pound. And yeah. with that being said, um, I really, really think that Jeff is in a good position to do yeah. some things and, and play some teams that are just like, I mean, you know, you're, you're going to have some opportunities there. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see if Matt rule truly is a quarterback whisperer. We'll see if Jeff Sims is truly a good quarterback that should be considered in the 2024 NFL draft. And I think it's nice for Rule to get back into the college swing of things for him. I think that, you know, pro sports is maybe a little bit overwhelming and he couldn't quite handle it. And my personal opinion, as someone who is from the Carolinas, I think it's a little too big for his britches. I hope that Jeff Sims and him can find that nice connection and get things popping. So there's that. Another quarterback to mention, we had Drake May, who $5 million allegedly said that that was not the case. Those were just rumors. He is staying at North Carolina, but his, you know, his backup, Jacoby Criswell, is heading to Arkansas. Give him a nice little shot to be competing in quarterback competition this spring. I just think, you know, can we just stop for a second? We're talking about transfer portal. If I was offered five million dollars, I don't care how loyal I am to that school. I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm right, yeah, I'm right there with you. And when you really, when you really like get into it and really put some brain power behind this thing, turning down five million because you like a school is crazy. That turning down five million because you feel like you owe them loyalty or like you know you both you know. I'm gonna tell you this: there is there are too many unknowns in life and sports and all the things. For example, look at the last two quarterbacks out of the state of North Carolina that were supposed to be the new hotness. Look at Sam Howell. Look at um, look at Devin Leary. Yeah. Both of them going into the season were supposed to be first round picks, certified first round picks, top 15, 20 type guys, right? And then all of a sudden, it took one injury and. One season where, honestly, I didn't even think Sam Howell performed poorly in his last season. I just think that the team around him absolutely let him down in a phenomenal way. <laughs> very, they let him down in a way that I'm just like. That O-line is terrible. Mm, I'm worried. I'm concerned. I'm weary of the ways of the world, in the words of Solange knows. With that being said, um, I don't see a world in which it makes sense because, again, you saw one guy go from ACC preseason player of the year to out for the year to having the transfer to prove his worth to the NFL. You saw the other guy who was in front of you, the guy that was in front of you. You watched him go from Heisman candidate, first round guy. To when did he actually get drafted? In the fourth round? Yeah, I think fourth or fifth. Fourth or fifth round. When you get drafted in the fourth or fifth round, I don't think you make $5 million over your entire rookie contract. And I think that to me, Sam is still playing behind Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke. Yeah, Heineke. Mm -hmm. Heineke, who I think he's better than both of those jokers, but you know, that's another story for another day. So I'm just saying all that to say, ain't enough loyalty in the world. Five million, two million, one million, any million, unless you get it in writing or you get an upfront, you know, cash that you can cash out. I say just go ahead and do it. 
Yep. The according to the NFL draft salaries in April of 2020, uh, April of 2020, fourth round selections are about 4.1 million to 3.78 million over a four year range. Yeah. So. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't come back to bite him. We say all that to say. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't not. come hopefully back not. to bite him. Hopefully I'm hoping that he thrives with this new quarterbacks coach and, you know, Phil Longo leaving and all the things. And we'll with just be good to go. As well, with the divisions leaving as well. Because exactly. let's be honest, let's exactly. be honest now, there's a very sharp split in the numbers between <laughs> the coastal teams that they play and the Atlantic teams that they play. There's yeah. a sharp split. So There's a growth opportunity for Drake May this season, that's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. One quarterback that's still looking for a home, Virginia, <laughs> former Virginia quarterback Brennan Armstrong has yet to declare where he will take his talents going into next season. He has another year left. You know, he was battling injury going into this year. He fought through it. He played a tra- like just Virginia had a hard year beyond just the tragedy that happened. Virginia had a hard year going every single game with fighting for their life. Right. So I'm hoping that they don't use that against him and, you know, Elliot speaks well of him and he finds the right place for him to have one good year. I agree. I agree. There, we have seen a ton. And when I say a ton, I I mean, we have seen a ton of really good quarterbacks who have had just one year um, where everything kind of worked out for them in that last year. And then they went on to vault themselves up into uh, really good territory. And it's the same thing here. It's the same thing, hoping that, he has a great year and everything works out well for him because by all reports, I haven't heard anything terrible about the young man. I haven't heard anything that, that there is a, you know, Oh, he's, he's this or he's that, or he's a, I haven't heard anything along those lines. Right. So uh, with that being said, I, I really and truly hope that he just, he does well wherever he goes in this last year. And I'm not just saying that because NC state is one of the names that's been closely associated with him. Seriously. I hope wherever he goes, uh, he gets a shot and, he he you know gets to put his full talents on display because again and i'm gonna tell you i hope that he stays in conference because it's good for the acc when we have good players yeah okay and a a guy like uh brendan armstrong leaving would definitely be a a noticeable departure for the acc despite what this last season told us a thousand percent two running backs that are finding new homes here kobe pace and jalen knighton are both going to different schools, one staying within the conference. Kobe Pace is deciding to take his talents to Virginia. We know he worked with Tony Elliott in the past. He is going to have a great opportunity there to do big things. And Jalen Knighton is going to SMU on the Pony Express. Maybe he'll do the damn thing and get himself, you know, an opportunity just be, you know, a fresh change of pace, something different out in Dallas. You know, I, I don't think that the folks in Dallas are too excited when they hear the Pony Express, you know what I mean? But <laughs> But with NIL, I mean, they probably were excited because honestly, it was a good time. It it ended up being jacked up, but like in the end, but at the time while they were playing, it was cool. You know, all all I'm saying is this, you know what I mean? You know, it's legal now. It's legal now. Yeah, I mean, folks in Dallas, it's legal. But uh, with that being said, Jalen Knighton is a guy that he has versatility out of the backfield that NFL teams salivate over. They just love. He can catch the ball out of the backfield better than I've seen. Um, out of most running backs, and he's a really good route runner as well, and he's got that even leaving speed. So, you know, he's he's definitely a big pickup for uh, SMU. And Kobe Pace, a player that had such high hopes, and, and I get that this is the case for every Clemson player, right? Like every Clemson player is going to be a four or five star, whatever the case may be, and, and Kobe Pace was a top 50 guy coming out of Georgia, and it just never kind of materialized. Like you thought – 
he was the backup to ETN. And so when um, when he leaves, you think, oh, he's going to take over. And then the Shipley kid comes in and is just seen as the guy. You know, you, you hope that uh, you hope that Kobe Pace uh, at Virginia, where he's probably going to be the lead back, has a better chance or has more production and, and is um, puts on a better showing and gets the opportunity to do so. Then would be the case at uh, then was the case at Clemson rather. 100%. It can happen so easily. You're out with your friends and coworkers. You're putting a few drinks back. A few becomes a few too many. It's time to go. And for a moment, you think you're of calling a ride. But no, you're a good driver. You live nearby. You can make it home okay. What are the odds you'll get pulled over? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car or you kill someone. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride, drive sober, or get pulled over. And especially emphasis on the New Year's Eve season, New Year's Day, all the things. Make sure you get Uber. Make sure that you get a ride, get a lift. However you can get um, have a designated driver who is sober. Make sure you just do all the smart things that will get you home to your family for our year 2023. Now we're rocking and rolling through the last part of our show here, talking about the upcoming bowl games that are happening tomorrow night. Duke will take on UCF in the Military Bowl at 2 p.m. on ESPN. It's been a while since our friends there at Duke have been in a bowl game. It's first game out of the first bowl series for Mike Elko and company, and it's a great opportunity to continue to show why Duke is moving in the right direction, playing a really good UCF team. Absolutely. This is a, a UCF team that I want to say has lost a home like what three or four times in the past um, couple of years. That's that's a really good UCF team. And I want to say they beat Louisville earlier this year. Did they beat Louisville or did they lose to Louisville? I, I, I think can't it was remember. a really close they lost, game. They lost mm-hmm. a close game to Louisville. But that's still a really, really good um, group of five team in UCF. With that being said, I think Elko and the boys get the job done. Uh, I was not a believer in Elko and company coming into the year, but he has, you know, helped out the conference and hurt my pockets. You know, shout out to Miss Candace Cooper there. But um, he's he's definitely elevated this team to a level that I did not think was possible this quickly for them. So shout out to him. I, I've got, you know, nothing but good words to say about him. Um, this team, I think, is, is primed to get themselves their ninth win of the year against uh, UCF here. Duke opens up at minus three and a half. I think it's going to be a really close matchup. Hopefully Duke comes out early and, you know, punches them in the mouth quickly because sometimes I feel like they can hold back and they are a really sound team that doesn't make too many mistakes, but they're certainly going to have to, you know, strike early and often as they can. Moving on to Oregon and UNC at 8 p.m. on Fox, the holiday bowl where it's out in San Diego, and North Carolina has been living the life. If you follow their, them on their socials, been at the zoo, been at the, you know, where is it, the fighter planes or whatever, you know, naval officer type things. They've just been living the life. Now, can they put it together and have a really good game against Oregon after losing Tony Grimes, who's going to Texas A&M, which is ironic because last year they played Texas A&M in the bowl game. Maybe the Aggies saw something. They said, you know what? We need that young man. And he was like, nah, I'm going to give it one more go at North Carolina. He, unfortunately, is taking his talents to a college station, but we'll figure how 
you know, next man up. It's not even next man up. It's literally like next scout team up for North Carolina in this secondary and against a really good Oregon team who also is having a really good recruiting season in terms of signees and all the things. So they're on a high right now. They're feeling like they are going to be one of the teams to beat going into next year. And what better way to prove it than to beating one of the best quarterbacks in the country? Um, You know, if you are a Carolina fan for this game, Watch and just hope that everybody has fun. You know, you know come hope out that, clean, clean bill of health, you know, all the things. Just enjoy that, it. Hope that Drake stays healthy and that oh. you know he, he doesn't have to consider that five million dollars. You know what I mean? He just <laughs> keeps he keeps his mind stayed exactly where it is. That's the best case scenario here. I don't think uh that they have much of a chance, but hey, this is why you play the games. They've got a, a fighter's chance, you know. I mean, if, if Bo Nix goes down or, or you know, if, uh, if half of Oregon's defense is out with some unknown illness of sorts, uh, you know, lots of good things could happen. No, but seriously, I, I do think that this Oregon team is just too much. Um, I, I, I struggle to find um, where, the, where this team, in terms of UNC, gets their motivation after – how we saw the ending of this season go, how you go out in, in terms of being one of the best teams in the nation and having your quarterback mentioned in the Heisman talks and all those good things. And then ending the season on the three game losing streak that includes to a Georgia tech team. That's not bowl eligible. That includes to your rivals who are starting their fourth different quarterback of the year. That includes an absolute blowout by a team that um, was playing a quarterback who had not started all year who was playing as their main guy for that entire game virtually, who yeah. you all said you didn't prepare for. How do you come back from that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and I think that this – I think this is one of those moments where, again, Oregon uh, is going to have their way with this team a little bit. Mop the floor? You think it's going to be a blowout? Yeah. I, Not I'll even close. This. I'll tell you this. Vegas has the spread at 14. <laughs> I think that that's about right. I, I don't think that I don't think that Oregon will beat them by much more than that. I could be wrong there, but I don't see the game being much closer than that. I, I don't think it'll be a game. I think it'll be you'll see flashes of Drake. You'll be like, oh, okay, like it, the offense is there, but it won't ever be because it's like an actual game and they're coming back or making it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, oh, okay, I get you. And is uh is the uh, is Downs playing? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> I was wrong. I'm sorry. 14 may be too close. Take that. Oh 14. my God. If you're better, and... go ahead and book it. it. <laughs> and on that good. note, and on that note, hope everybody has fun. Well, if you're out there in the, at least you're warm over there on the West coast and you're enjoying the, you know, the views and all the things, hopefully you'll maybe able to travel back to North Carolina eventually with all these flight cancellations, but you'll have a great new year and we'll recap the bowl games, we are so far on two and 0 streak, right? We got Wake Forest pulling out a dub. We got Louisville pulling out a dub. So we're looking good as a unit, which is a rare treat these days. So we're going to keep this streak going. We're going to be 4 and 0, hopefully by three and one. <laughs> with this I mean, we can hope for four and oh. We can hope. Listen, we can hope against hope. Okay. We are Americans, baby. We don't <laughs> believe in evidence. We don't believe. We will keep rolling. We will keep rolling with our belief. You know what I mean? That, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. And we, that, I, you from the Bible, Bell, you know that when the doctors say no, when the 
when the team say no, who can and still say And yes? on that note, we guys, we hope that you have a great safe holiday. We hope to come back here on Thursday to give you another episode. But if we don't see you before 2023, we have some really big news going into next year that we can't wait to share. But for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, until next time.